Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. I think one of the most important things that we have to do is learn how to pick our friends. And in saying that, um, there's an idea that most people, as they're, as they're being raised as, you know, from children to adults, they don't get a really solid teaching in the aspect of how do we evaluate relationships um, that we're going to take on in our life. And I guess, I guess, unfortunately, fortunately, you, you could look at either side of this. My, my learning in this came a little bit later. Of course, I had to go through some of the challenges of not understanding how to do that earlier in my adult life. But I mean, it was all good in the, in the aspect of it really, it really taught me a lot about how to pick friends and how to evaluate the character of friends. So what we're going to talk about today really is looking at the character of three in types of individuals that are going to be in our life, the importance of, of the character that we're going to actually look at, um, and to really kind of understand from an overall uh, kind of an objective why is it that these people are important? And what we want to make sure of is that we really understand who they are and the role that they play. Because very often, not only is it ourselves that make the error in uh, bringing people into our life, but as I go through this teaching, what you'll also see is that we're in ignorance, but so are the other people. So are the people that we're bringing in. They really don't understand the roles uh, that they're playing. So let's let's kind of give a uh, let me give a backstory on this a little bit as is from a teaching perspective. If we understand the first three human needs, which are love, security, uh, and self esteem, self esteem slash significance. Um, what's fascinating about that is that the natural draw for the human being is to be drawn to and to connect and kind of hook up with other individuals that are going to be able to bring us support and life, help us advance our life when we're little children. It's about survival. Um, for, for a large segment of the population of the world, uh, it remains survival for so many people because the the teaching that we automatically go into is how do we prepare ourselves uh, for the world that we're entering as, as young adults and then carry ourselves on. So the, the idea is kind of like we have to prepare a child to be able to get some kind of an education, take that education, f- be able to be employable, have some value that they can bring to the marketplace and bring to the world so that it does two things. One, it's very much self-serving. Because the individual has to learn how to take care of themselves. And if they're going to have a family, they have to learn how to be able to support that family. On the flip side of that, you're going to want to provide service um, and be of service to the world. Because if you're not, then we're a consistent draw uh, on the world. And whenever that gets out of balance, which 
it's out of balance a tremendous amount. It it actually does more damage because so many people are trying to draw off of the necessary resources that we should be using to be able to move everything forward. I mean, it's it's hard enough when we have people that are going through tragedies in their life and they need help. But when it comes from the fact that they haven't really applied themselves to try to, to make themselves better in life, it, it becomes even worse because then it is a drain. And then there's even a mindset that gets attached to it. We call that entitlement, where people really believe that they're entitled to things that they did not earn. Now, I could go down a, a whole rabbit hole with that side of it, but I'm not going to. It was It's just kind of to lay a frame uh, for this concept. So now you have th- these individuals that are moving into life, and unbeknownst to them, the real value within that individual is survival. They don't know this, but really all they're trying to do in life is to survive. They want to try to make it through being an adult, getting married, having children, uh, getting a job and holding on to that job. Possible, possible that there's some advancement for them. That's great if it is. Um, But usually people become very disillusioned into what that advancement can actually look like because they weren't prepared for it in their youth. I think that if we had parents that were preparing us for something on a uh, with more grandeur to it, then we would look at how do we actually prepare to do something really incredible with our life because the truth is everybody has the ability to do something really incredible based on who they are and what their own unique uh, desires are to bring to the world. But if Nobody sees that. Nobody recognizes that. If there's no history of it in your family lineage, then it's really left up to you to be able to kind of find that for yourself and open it up. Now, having said that, we also have individuals that for whatever reason, and there's a myriad of those reasons, they know a little bit more about who they are in life and where they're going to go. So they start to prepare for that. They start to prepare for it um, by learning how to manage their own lives even better. Maybe that's going, getting a better education, uh, really applying themselves within that education, becoming uh, more worldly. They're, they're well-read. They're, well, they're well-traveled. They have experienced uh, many different socioeconomic climates, and they understand the people that are working within those climates and what their struggles and what their worries are. Um, They have an intention uh, that they want to take the thing that's important to them and become the best that they can be and really bring that out into uh, the workplace. So they're they're operating from a little bit higher level of consciousness and they're preparing from a little bit higher level of consciousness so that they can go out in the world and really do um, amazing things. Now, when you take a person who is somewhat conscious, they go out, let's say they're going to start a business for themselves or they're already in a business. And I mean, the listeners that are listening to this now, many of you are, um, uh, you're entrepreneurs, you're business people. Many of you that are listening want to become that. So you're listening from from, uh, that perspective. And many people are also trying to figure out how do I advance my mindset so that I can be more productive and really tap into 
you know, my own greatness. What we're, what we're going to find out here, though, is that in order for us to be able to move forward in our life, we're going to need other people. This BS that we hear, like self-made man, self-made woman, that's total garbage. There's nobody that is self-made. We all need relationships. You know, we have to have relationships with people that are better than us, people that know more than us. We're going to have relationships with people that don't know as much as we do, and we're going to we're going to help them. We're going to have um, uh, uh, intimate relationships, friendships. Uh, we're going to have relationships with individuals that we don't even know as we as we go through our life. And if we don't understand how to understand the basic character of why people are coming into our life, not only can we set ourselves up for a big fall, but there can also be uh, a, a lot of hurt or hurt feelings on the opposite side of this. So let's start off with, with this first idea. And the idea is this. We need to know our friends and we need to understand that there's basically three people very important types of people that are going to come into our life. And the first one that's going to, that's the, well, number one, I should say, it's, it's not in any criteria as which one's going to come in first. But number one is what we call confidence. And uh, for those of you that, that may be wondering, where did I get this teaching? Because every time I teach this, people are like, how can I learn more about this? Well, first of all, there's not a whole lot more to learn outside of what I'm what I'm teaching you. We have a tendency to want to complicate things. I'm going to teach it in the in the simplest way that I know. But I learned this uh, from the Reverend T. D. Jakes, uh, who has a, a, a every Sunday, I guess it, he has something called the Potter's House. He's um, he's a, a very very well known minister out of Houston, Texas. I've been listening and learning from him for a long long period of time, and this is where I got it from. And he doesn't have a big teaching around it. It's not out of a book. Uh, there's you know there's no courses on it or or anything. It was a teaching basically that he did for 30, 45 minutes on a Sunday. Uh, during a service, and and that's where I picked it up. So I thought it was brilliant, and I've I've taught the same teaching for for many years myself. So the first person is what we call a confidant, and here's here's the thing about a confidant. You're really blessed if you have two or three of these people that come into come into your life within your lifetime, and uh, it's you know. The thing is, is that it's there, these are not a lot of people that come into your life that play this role. Now, what is their role? Their role is that they're for you, okay? These are people that love you unconditionally. These are people that no matter what you do, what mistake you make, if you're on a high, if you're on a low, um, if you're suicidal, if you're in jail, if you're having the biggest win of your life, no matter what it is, these people will be there for you. They don't judge you. They will tell you exactly how it is. Uh, they feel um, uh, and they feel a no on the inside that they have a responsibility to you as this type of a friend to be very honest with you. Without any uh, without any hard feelings, without any strings attached, and 
that, and like I said, you're only going to come across a few of these people in an entire lifetime. Uh, two or three, if you're really lucky. Now, I'm going to explain why it's only two or three in a minute, and I think it'll be, it'll be much easier to understand because when you first say, well, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, that's what you're really describing, David, is a really, really good friend. Uh, I, and the, the basis of that friendship is, is honesty and unconditional love and trust and all that. Yes, that's true. That's absolutely true. Um, but when, it, when it's misunderstood, very often we think that's the basis of the relationship. And then through some kind of a hardship, we find out actually that it's not. And that's where things get a little bit crazy. But these people are for you. And it doesn't matter what else is going on in their life. Now, the other thing about that about this is that you're for them, meaning that it goes both ways. They're for you and you're for them. It doesn't matter what happens in this, in this person's life, you're for them. You will always be for them. Uh, you'll you'll want to tell them the truth. You'll be honest with them. You'll be loving. Again, on your part, it's it's non-judgmental. But here's even something that it, that I think is very important about having confidence in your life. Whatever it is that you're setting out to do in your life, this big thing, this goal, this dream, this impact that you want to make, you're not going to be able to do it until you meet this confidant, right? So we're, we're just going to talk about one right now and understand that there'll probably be two or three in your lifetime if you're really blessed, but let's just talk about one at the moment. This is the amazing partnership. Uh, when you read biographies about people that have done incredible things in their life, there is this amazing partnership that always shows up. You never see something amazing happen without this partnership on some level. Now, some people, this partnership is very well known. It's out there in front. Maybe you're looking at like a Lennon and a McCartney, right? You might be looking at a, a, a Mick Jagger and a, and a Keith Richards. Um you could be looking at somebody like a, a JFK and, a, and, and, and the First Lady, Jackie. Like, there, are, there are partnerships that come together, and very often there's different roles that these people play, but they're not going to make the same impact in the world without them. It is, I mean, you can call it fate, you can call it destiny, you can call it whatever you want. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's, there is something very magical about these relationships, and it always allows a person to do something more than without it. Sometimes there's, there's, they can be a little tumultuous at, at times also. There can be times where it's a little bit rough with these relationships, and one of the reasons for it, and this is also a well-documented uh, thing when you, when you look into biographies and such about these individuals, is generally both people in this relationship know that they need the other one. And as much as they love and care about this person, sometimes that makes the relationship rough because they know that they're not going to be as great 
without that other person. Now, I could sit here and go into um, uh, many different examples of that. I'm not going to. I think that if you, as you go along in your studies, reading biographies, studying great people, you'll see different scenarios where, uh, you know, there was there was some issues because this person uh, felt that they were almost, their success was almost tied to someone else. And given that fact, right, and as tense as that can actually be, they will, they will still be that, there for that person 100%, right? So this person is for you. When this person's in your life, they are for you. Now, this is where it starts to get confusing when we go to the second type of person. The second type of person is called a constituent. And the constituent is a person who is not for you, but they're for what you're for. And here's, here's what this looks like. You both have a very similar interest. And the, the, the similarity in these interests allows each one of you to be able to help and fulfill and manifest whatever it is that you're going after in life. Um, and because you, you may be very excited about this and this, this other person might be very excited about it, it can, it can wear a mask, this relationship. The mask can look like your best friends. The mask can look like that the person is there for you and for what you're for. But the truth is, when the commonality of whatever it is that you've both been brought together over disappears, that the person will disappear. And because they were never for you to begin with, they were only for what you for. So when their interest goes someplace else, this person has a tendency to disappear. Now, there will be a lot of these people in your life. This could actually be a marriage, right? I mean, I've seen this where, where the, um, a person is a constituent in a marriage. They think they're for the other person, but actually what they are is they're, they're, they're for the same thing. And we see this when people get divorced all the time. All of a sudden, one partner in that relationship has a different interest, and it ends, it ends up ending uh, the marriage. They were never in it because they were for each other, even though they may tell themselves that the actual results of, of what show up actually show us something completely different. So again, these people are for what you're for. They're not for you, even though it may seem like that. Even though they may say that they are for you, you will definitely find out at some point when the commonality in the interests shift, you'll find out this person is not for you. If, uh, if the consequence about something starts to become intensified in some way because something goes wrong, you'll find this person's not for you. These are the kind of people where you, you read stories about somebody had a best friend or a great business partner or a lover or a spouse, and then something went wrong and they were thrown under, they were thrown under the bus. That's because the person's for what you're for, but they're not actually for you. So this is also the, the 
the the kind of a relationship where both people can be fooled into the idea that they're both for each other, but they're not. And they may totally believe it. So when we're when we're looking at a relationship like this, when we're you have to ask yourself different questions, you know, like if this went wrong or that went wrong, you have to bring up different scenarios. Would you want to stay in the relationship? Would they want to stay? in the relationship and really give some analysis as to what actually makes up the framework of that. Because I guarantee you when the person is for what you're for, but they're not for you, this is also not a person that you want to share your dreams with. It's uh, it's a person that you want to trust only with certain things in your life and not with everything in your life because they're not, again they're not really for you and too much information shared in a situation like that could actually cause damage if something goes wrong now the third person third person is a comrade and um, first of all let me say this none of these are bad right we we need all three types of these people in our life what can make it bad or what can, can cause problems is when we're ignorant to who they are and why they're actually in our life. So the third person is a comrade. Comrade is not for you. They're not for what you're for, but they're against what you're against. This is the person that will show up in your life when you have to do a great battle in your life. Maybe you have to fight a lawsuit or there's a health challenge or there's a challenge in the family or there's a big challenge in, in the business. You're being attacked by out, some outside entity for some reason. This is the person that you want to come into your life to do battle against the enemy, to do battle against the, the, the wrongdoing that has happened in your life because they have the same dislike. They're against the same thing in life that you're against. And again, this is one of those things because there is a harmony to it. Um, the relationship has no re reason to be, um, uh, you know, like on the edge, you know, of, of any, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, angry. There doesn't have to be any meanness there. There doesn't have to be any kind of dislike going on. A matter of fact, these, some of these relationships can be quite exhilarating. If you have two people and they're both against the same thing and they're fighting for the same thing, it could be a, a quite happy relationship, full of energy, um, you know, goals, you know, real, real excitement, within the realm of that relationship. But Nate, make no mistake, they're not for you and they're not for what you're for. They are against what you're against. And they're literally there. They're really there to help you do battle uh, with, this, with the great battle that you're going to have in your life. And Listen, these can, it's for, for, in some ways, I can think of some scenarios where this could actually be a little bit of a longer-term relationship. Maybe this person is your attorney, you know, and, you know, your business is big enough. You do, you're doing an, enough work out in the world where you need a, an attorney that, is, you know, works for you all the time or a firm that you're connected with all the time, and you're doing battle, 
uh, with things, uh, you know, out there in the in the world. Uh, there are some uh, uh, charities that I work for, some nonprofits that I've that I've linked up with in, in my life, and one of them specifically. I won't get into what it is on the, on this podcast. But one of them specifically is to help eradicate something that's horrible that's in the world. So I'm not disillusioned. I'm not for that person that runs the charity. Uh, I, I don't even know the person that runs the charity. I'm not uh, uh, for what they're for necessarily. I'm against what they're against. That's what attracted me into that relationship. We're both against the same thing, and I want to be—I want to help them accomplish the goals of what it is that they want. Now, like I said, none of these have to be bad in any way, right? We all need these coming in. What makes this get screwy is when we don't understand the foundation of the relationship, and we kind of flip it on its head because there's so much emotion. There's, there can be excitement, there can be goals that you're going after, there can be achievement, there can be celebration, there can be a lot of different things going on, but because we're experiencing that, very often we think the relationship is something that it's actually not, and that's where we set ourselves up for disappointment. That's where we set ourselves up for hurt feelings. So it's, it's really necessary, like I would listen to this lesson several times. Really get it into your understanding. Think about it. Ask and answer the questions that that you might have for yourself. You could also you could also send us questions, by the way. Um, I'd be happy to answer questions around this. If you want to send questions about it, I would totally get it because it can get very, very confusing. My advice, though, is that you actually keep it as simple as possible because it's not really confusing when you really understand what these three people, what's important to these three people. The first one, the confidant, is for you. They're for you. They know that they're for you. You're for them. You guys would go to bat to each other no matter what, no matter how bad things could go wrong. Number two is constituents. Constituents are for what you're for, but they're not for you. They will help you. They will do all kinds of great things in your life. But we don't want to mistake the idea of a constituent for a confidant. We don't want to flip those roles and put somebody who is for us, but not really, I'm, I'm sorry, for what we're for, but not really for us. We don't want to put them in the position of necessarily being for us when that's not what the relationship is built on. And it doesn't mean that it can't be a great relationship, but it can. It's just that when we put the wrong emphasis on it, uh, when we imagine something about this relationship that's not true, we set up, we set ourselves up for a fall. We set ourselves up for, for the hurt. And then again, the comrade, which is somebody who's against what we're against, we need this person to help us do the great battles that come into our life and that come into our business. It is an essential part of the individuals that we're going to meet. But again, because there is this commonality of being against what we're against, and there's this intense passion probably about going after and, and really getting the big win for ourselves, we want to be really careful not to create 
uh, uh, a relationship idea that has nothing to do with why we're actually together. You know, I've seen uh, I've seen some people say, um, and I think I saw this in a seminar one time. The person who I didn't even know was putting on a seminar it was for like three days. And this person said, you know, here's the interesting thing. At the end of the three days, you're going to feel like you know me, like I'm your brother or something. And the truth is, you don't know anything about me. You may even have emotions, like positive emotions toward me, but you don't know anything about me. You only know what I've shown you about myself for three days. Well, these three friends are very much the same way. You only know what the core of the relationship is, but when we have weak boundaries, the problem that we have is we start putting people in different places in these relationships than they actually belong. And it it gets messy. It creates messy. So these are three friends that you're going to need. The first one, you're really lucky or blessed if you only have two or three of them in your life. It's a confidant. They're for you till the day you die. They're, They're just, they're right there uh, you know, brother, sister, you know, it is, it is a tight thing. And they're very essential to wherever you're going in your life and the completion of that constituent, not for you, but for what you're for. These are team members. These are uh, players. These are people that we all need in our life, but we need them in the right role. And then comrades against what we're against. And they're there to help us do the great battles uh, in life. Understand these three people, know your friends, keep them in the right uh, context of what what relationships are supposed to look like in your life, and you'll save yourself a lot of pain, and you'll have great big wins in the future. See you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.